All right. How's it going? How's it going? Pretty good. In this wonderful day, how are how are you? Everything's going good, you know. Just I'm sitting here brainstorming and getting things in order. Good stuff. I'm so proud to be a part of this amazing show. I'm so happy to have you. Um, you're a, you're a big part of the show. <laughs> we need to tell the people who they're tuning into. All right, everybody. It's your girl, Outrageous Thoughts and Questions. And it's your girl, Sin, a.k.a. New Day. And we are bringing you our Outrageous Thoughts and Questions. And tonight, we're going to start with our Outrageous Question, which would be for you men and for everyone. What does it mean when men love, like, and are addicted to anal sex? Is that questionable? Is this sexuality <laughs> questionable? Let me know. Follow us on Twitter at OutrageousP and answer us. Tune in. Let us know how you feel. By the end of the segment, I will be interacting with you and letting you know how I feel about this topic. Outrageous. <laughs> I'm just like, it's funny that you asked that question because it's a conversation that I've had on multiple occasions with, you know, gay men and straight men and even women. And the perspective is quite interesting. So I'm curious to see what the people are going to say about it. I am too, because it has me in awe. So <laughs> a lot of things have people in awe right now. <laughs> yeah, a lot of things have people in awe right now. And going into the awe phase. I'm in awe about sex dogs. Girl, did you hear about the ones they have for women now? Women, like the male versions of the sex dolls? Yes. And this is the part that bothers me. Because I can, and this is so fucked up, but (laughs) for me to say. (laughs) I mean, what's the difference between a dildo and a sex doll? I mean, is there right. really a difference but over psychologically? For, like, for let's women. get into it. Okay. Right. But so, okay. And like I was saying, this is going to be so fucked up. But I could understand a man wanting a sex doll because it's harder for a man to get sex than it is for a woman. But for all of you women, bitch, what is wrong with your pussy? <laughs> man. That you want to spend or have to spend all these thousands of dollars on a robot because maybe it's an emotional thing for women though maybe women are getting the dolls because they're like i'm so fed up with men what the fuck emotion are they getting out of the robot they said the (laughs) robot is there it has a dick it fucks it doesn't talk it's not even a robot it's a doll it really just lays there. So what is she doing? Having conversations dream. with it? A, ro- <laughs> a robot will do exactly what you want it to do. It won't question or talk back because you can program it. But right. isn't that kind of scary though? Because yeah, like, who would really want to freaking date a, a robot? Like I wouldn't want... I think that's a lonely place. <laughs> when you... <laughs> it's a lonely place. I mean, like, that's I just... You're worse than a bitch that looks for boyfriends at jail. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) what? You're at an all-time low, bitch. You're lower than her. Mm. I just couldn't. 
I think I think I mean I have my toys. I'm into my toys and you know You know something? I'm such a like closet unfreak, I guess you can say. Because <laughs> I don't have any toys or things like that. Like there was a phase in my sex life where I definitely wanted to explore other ways, you know, and see what what I liked, what I didn't like. But I always just felt so weird, like not to say that I I didn't masturbate, but to say that I didn't use toys to do it per se. Oh, toys became a thing for me in like <sighs> toys became a thing for me in probably 2012. Ooh. And I just decided I don't even need anybody for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why people have robots now because headache and aggravation. I can do that shit, and I can I can I can get it however I want it if I do it myself. Well, that'd be (laughs) kind of weird. Think about it. Like, imagine having like a body that feels like a male physique, but it's a doll, and the only thing that's silicone or penis. Yeah, like what is like? How do you keep it clean and sanitary? Can you? Well, they have sprays for the for your dildo so I would imagine that they have a spray for the doll I just am so weirded out hopefully you can give it a shower because if you're any if you're nasty it's gonna need one (laughs) I wonder how men feel having sex with a doll I mean I know we see those well they like it that's how it came about but I mean any men in your friend circle who would you any men in your friend circle who honestly is like yeah I'd have sex with with a doll robot I don't think any one of them would. No one in my circle would. <laughs> I don't. I don't think any one of them would. I think that, I like you said, that would just have to be a lonely, dark place. Like, mm-hmm. and it would mostly be like men have that hard time talking. And but you know what? I can't even say that because I've never even researched how many women are like that. So you know what? Let well, they say, say that. that. They say that there's a larger percentage of women addicted to porn than men, actually. Um, and they say, like, there's a high percentage of women that watch porn that you wouldn't even know and have actual real-life addictions to it. And it's like, psychologically, why are we being oversexed to the point where it's like we have to have something to have sex with? Like, what's really going on with our society? Why is sex so magnified right now? And <laughs> Because of technology. Like, I don't, I think it's technology. Not even that, just people are more sex crazed now and more open with sexuality since the whole gay rights thing. Yeah, I mean, but there was a lot of freaks, you know, back in the day too. Yeah, and, but they were more closed about it. It was more, yeah, that's true. That is true. Of a secret. People didn't even want people to know what they were buying or where they were buying it from. And mm-hmm. You know, even the sex stores, the windows are blacked out, you know? Yeah, I do remember that. I remember when I was about, I had to be 20, just turning 20. And I was in a relationship and we were living in Manhattan, New York, and we ventured off into a sex store and we were going to buy porn tapes. Remember when you had to buy porn tapes? Yes. Because there was no porn hub and internet porn was very expensive. <laughs> and so we were like, let's go to a sex store and buy a, we're going to pick a porn tape and 
We're going to, you know, get some things to enhance our experience. And girl, I just remember being in there and feeling so foreign, you know? Yeah. I really wanted to ask somebody like, hey, so what would you recommend? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's how it feels when you go in there. Like, I, when I go in, I'm like, okay. I don't even want to ask the bitch behind the, hound, behind the counter for help because she might actually help me. <laughs> I'm like, and then you want to know another question I have about masturbation in general is like, why are we trying to make it all special and shit? Like having toys and dolls and making your masturbation experience like so like similar to every natural experience. Isn't that kind of weird? It's like, why shouldn't we be encouraging people to have? Yeah, but you know what? That is about the whole, some people like things the way they like them. They want things the way they want them. That's just like you, you know, you smoke the way you like to smoke, opposed to eating an edible. Yeah. You know, so it that is, you know, they eat and some people like hot sauce, some people like black pepper, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, so they're looking at their preferences, what they like, what gets them, it's what moves you because what somebody else likes during sex might not be what you like. That's how you can always tell if a man's been somewhere else. Oh, you know what? That's so true. Everybody does have their own, like your sexual experiences shape your sexual personality. So very true. And not everybody has the same sexual personality. I remember one time I was having a sexual experience and, you know, there was certain things I was expressing and the guy, you know, he was really quiet. He wasn't receiving it. And so after, you know, we were pretty much done, I was just like, you know, did you have fun? Because I had fun, you know. Uh, but he, he was like, yeah, actually, I was very turned on. But I didn't know that if I responded to being turned on by this, if you wouldn't think that I was, like, like the sadistic person. Because some <laughs> of the stuff you were asking me to say was quite vile. I was like, <laughs> so I, he was like, it turned me on. But honestly, I was like, if I really say what she's asking me to say, it's just going to flip out on me and this can go all wrong. And that's, you know, yeah. to me, I, I, I like that when a guy is kind of like, hey, I could go there, um, but I still want to respect you enough and not weird. Because yeah. I can't say that I so, want to be weirded out, especially like if a man's saying, you know, stick your finger in my booty or, you know, hey, yeah. put these anal like, beads in you. I've never understood the fucking yeah. point of anal beads, like ever. No, I haven't ever played with them. So I'm good. Well, I'm, I'm all set. Sex dolls. <laughs> You know, my my thoughts on it is it's fucking creepy. It is, and I'm all set. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, you're um, by sex doll. I guess maybe that's one of the things. Women who don't want to have babies, <laughs> you know, who oh don't want to have babies. You're looking at so many dog. positives for these motherfuckers. I just feel like they're nuts. You know how they say <laughs> condoms are 99.9% safe, or maybe. Having sex with a doll is the 100%. doll is hundred percent. You ain't getting pregnant because there's no soul in this thing. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Oh my god, that's the only way you can't, you can't get pregnant ever juice. or get some <laughs> having sex with yourself or having sex with a doll. <laughs> All right, can't get pregnant. Speaking of pregnant, <laughs> Cardi B's baby bump. Oh my god! <laughs> can he? Can I just tell you? I woke up 
I woke up and unfortunately I am one of those sad individuals that after she wakes up and kisses her husband, she grabs her cell phone. And when I grabbed okay. her cell phone this morning, you are not day. alone. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I saw it and I'm like, oh, so she finally, you know, decided to, you know, come out and say she's pregnant. I have an opinion about that, but I'll let you carry on. But what do you, how do you feel about Cardi B being pregnant with Offset's baby? I'm just going to say what Cardi would say. What? Offset. <laughs> Everything is offset, offset, offset. Cardi got offset, 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 making Cardi richer, 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 offset, offset. Right, because what the fuck? Let me not okay. hate on her though, I tell her I'm not. I like hater. Cardi. I'm. I'm. I like Cardi. I do. And I just um, think that she Cardi... tried to copy Beyonce, and she tried. She tried to pull off a a Kylie Jenner and a Beyonce all at the same time, and it just wasn't doing it for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> the shame. No, think no. about it though, right? Think about it. The whole time. I feel the same way. But I like her. I like her too. I'm just kind of like Cardi B. Listen, you're 25. You're twinkling 25, honey. And you worked hard yeah. for this. And a lot of people have scrutiny. They're like, oh my God, I can't believe she's pregnant already. I don't think it's time but for see, a baby. I think that it is. Because let's really think about the life that she has had leading up to this. She was a dancer, which means she had to mature very early on a psychological and emotional level. So maybe for her, she's like, I'm tired of dealing with these kind of dudes and I just want to find one dude to love and be with and start a family and I can be happy with that. Like, I don't need this. You mean you think it's good for her career-wise? I think that we live in 2018 and there are more women having babies and able to work. Like, just because we get pregnant, do we become disabled? Yeah, right. And she has money and she has a sister and a mom so she has a support system. Because I already, you know how I tell mom, our mom, Every time I tell her, okay, you've been pressuring me to, like, how you been having a baby. When I do have this kid, you know you're going to be the nanny, right? <laughs> like, you're going to be the bona fide nana, nanny, nanny, the nana. Give up everything in your life. Like, it's like, come and support and help, because that's how we were raised. You know, our grandparents helped our parents raise us. So I, I understand that yeah. you can have the support system, you know, and having money and both parents being rich, that helps. Yeah, and she has a good family, uh, the family's close. I'm happy for her. I so, hope she has a healthy, healthy baby. Yeah, I'm happy about anybody's baby. I'm just saying. It is um, kind of quick, though, but... Offset. <laughs> I think she might be able to pull off, you know... She can do it, but she needs to do... You know what I think is going to pop for her? What? When she... She cro- She needs to do Latin music. She has a Spanish song out, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, she does. And she sounds really good. I actually really like it. Um, and, you know, if it sucked, I'd say it sucked. But I like it. It's a really nice song. I think she did good. And I think she should do Spanish. Um, what would we call that? Bachata? It's so silly. She's Well, she <laughs> is part Mexican and Trinidadian, so you're right. Um, I don't know if it's bachata, though. <laughs> <laughs> whatever they sing uh, shit. Mar- mariachi. she should do it yeah mariachi whatever it is she should do that and um she would sound really nice i think um on another note i think that uh <laughs> <Yeah>, silly, <laughs> silly 
Well, Offset has another young lady out there that's been claiming that she just had his baby, and her and Cardi B were kind of like arguing on Twitter a couple weeks ago. Oh, and so okay. this is kind of awkward, you know, because she has to share her shine a little bit. Um, not that she really is sharing her shine, but it's kind of like with the light is the darkness. Like this is a bright time in her life, but she still has these little haters and these little minions poking at her. You know what I mean? From the previous, yeah. I just think that, you know, he's a rapper and he had a little bit of a life before they started dating. It very well may or may not be true, but if I was her, I wouldn't have let the shit bother me. I mean, and even if it did bother me, I wouldn't act like it. Yeah, it would have bothered me, but I wouldn't have acted like it before the world. I mean, my my. No, I just would have like fucked him up in a hotel room or something, you know. But um, I mean, on the record, I wouldn't fight anyone in a hotel room. (laughs) She did good on her Saturday Night Live skit too. Did you see her skit? Um, where the girl came in the back and she was like, "Oh my God, I'm so inspired by you." You know, so. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, I want to be around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was the skit. Yeah. I saw that. Like. Why does she sound like a bird? Like, doesn't she know she's dancing that stereotype that girl, these chicks are birds, especially when she's telling girls in 2018, if you ain't got no education, get you a fucking sugar daddy. Become a bird. You're stupid. I don't understand. You know my stance on these female, these females who get these platforms where they're influencing other people. I really feel like they should be anyone with the platform. If you're given the state the world is in, you should really use it for a little bit more. Yeah. um, Just the shit that's already making it fucked up. So I can get that. I feel you on that. This is Cardi B and Offset, but you haven't. Yes, Cardi B and Offset, they're doing a great job. Who else is doing a great job is Drake. Oh, my God. Do you know Cardi B and Drake, both their songs are the same song, basically? Like, the music that Lauryn Hill, they're really trying to give her some money since she came back and had all her money taken from the government. (laughs) Yeah, well, pay your taxes. (laughs) And now I guess they should pay their taxes to Lauryn. (laughs) I know. What do you think of Drake's new song? I saw the video. And I wasn't impressed. I, I wasn't I impressed. It uh, it's not my favorite Drake. I, I expected I know more. He had, like, it wasn't a God. He had Issa Rae up in there. He had um, Quincy yeah. Jones' daughter, Rashida Jones, up in there. He had some some beautiful, strong, powerful women up in there. He had Zoe with her twins, Zoe Saldana. But I just kind of... Yeah, but nice for what? I just didn't really... The song just... It's basically saying, girls... You have the right to be stuck up and cocky. And even to yeah, That's I got true. that part. I know, but I was like, I got like, that part, I? but I just, <laughs> it just wasn't my favorite. It wasn't the best Drake for me. And uh, he put it out. I just, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> I just, I think I want him to call Drake like a hater. His sound is still the same. I don't feel like he's coming out with new sounds that much. No, he's not. So, like I said, that's not my favorite Drake. What's your favorite? Uh, uh, right now, I'm going to have to go with the God's Plan. Okay. That video I'll made try. me almost tear up. I'll admit. I like that. The publicist like came that. out and was like, oh, man. 
I like Drake. Um, I don't know what his issue is lately with hating the world, but you know. Now, so he's probably like in papa mode and trying to be better for the world type shit. Like I'm a new man now that I have a child and he's, oh, he's yeah. Chris Brown. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yay. He's crazy. You're stupid. He's Chris Brown. Yeah. <laughs> he's Chris like, Brown. Listen, I'm pregnant and I'm keeping it. <laughs> even conversation. I just called to let you know. I'm pregnant and I'm right. You can do what you gotta do. I'm gonna do what I gotta do. If you qual- um wait, God's <laughs> plan. <laughs> nice for what, nigga? Give me my child support. <laughs> right, you said it. This was your song. It was God's plan. I don't got nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, go ahead, Drake. Shout out to you. Exactly. <laughs> God. Oh, but. Speaking, you know what, and that just brings me to something real quick that I didn't even plan on bringing up. How is Young Money? Not well. With Nikki and Drake and what's going on with Young Money? I think Nikki's probably gearing up to put out some new music now that she's done dating Nas. And I know that Lil Wayne has been you know, working things out with Baby because he's been all over the media celebrating certain things with Baby now that he's getting married to Tony Braxton. Tyga, he's getting time. married to Tony Braxton. I can't wait to discuss that another time. <laughs> when you get dumped by Kardashian, you're pretty much over. So Tyga has to come with something real strong and he got to get out of Rack City. Yeah. It stops dating chicks that look like your ex-girlfriend sister. That's creepy. Yeah, and stop having, you know what he should be doing? Finding out what's going on with his child because his baby's mother is unfit. Say that again, you broke out. I said he should be finding out what's going on with his child because his baby's mother is unfit. Why is she unfit? Because she's dating an 18-year-old to be the people six flags. <laughs> hey, hey, you said it, not me. That she suck a dick on the internet. Okay. Maybe that too. But that doesn't make her an unfit mother. Maybe she loves okay. her. Okay. It makes yeah, her it makes her a fucking idiot. <laughs> oh. And it makes her seemingly unfit. Seemingly unfit. I agree. To to the public eye. No, it doesn't make her unfit necessarily. Makes her seemingly unfit and she's a fucking idiot. No then. That's all I can say. But hey, I'll fuck somebody's kids too. They won't scrutinize me because I don't have any money, but. <laughs> well, if he's 18, he's an adult, right? That's how she's looking at it. Oh, hey, 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 hey. My 18-year-old is not an adult. Exactly, but I'm saying, is that how she's looking at it? Because she's 29, so she's 11 years older than him. And I know in her mind. Man, you know what? I don't know how she's looking at it. But as a woman, I would have to imagine that she's looking at it like, and I hope this is the truth. She didn't know how old he was at first. And that little boy fucked the shit out of her. Yeah. <laughs> and he's probably still fucking the shit out of her. And she likes it. And she's fucking him. I don't know if I would have went public with it, knowing that I am a public figure. And people could see me and talk shit. I don't know. But not that I would fuck an 18-year-old on the low. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if I was her, I don't think I would have did that. Great. For people to know 
with the I don't give a fuck attitude because you're really fucking someone's child. Not just someone's son. He's a kid still. Okay, let me play devil's advocate. <clears throat> what if this little person is rich as... Let me see. W-R-F, right? W-A-R-F. Wharf. Okay, what if he was Wharf? Rich as... Actually, I'm... Yeah, I'm so not making this sound cool. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm waiting. I'm like, she's going to get there. I do have a point. (laughs) Let me pull it together. What if you encountered a young man who was, let's say, 19 years old. He was filthy rich. You were out about doing you in your life, about your business, okay? All day, every day, you do this. And this dude pulls up in a Bentley with suicide doors. The driver gets out, opens the door. You walk in the store. You peep him out, but you really ain't checking for him. But he comes to the store. Is this their situation? No, I'm giving you a scenario. Oh, okay, fine. You're shopping in the store. You're doing you. And then he's just peeping you out. And then all of a sudden, he comes up to you. And he's like, excuse me. I'm I'm just going to be honest. I came in the store directly because I saw you and I wanted to, you know, connect with you. Can I, can I, you know, get your number and call you and take you out? And you look at him and you clearly know he looks 12. But you know he obviously mm-hmm. has to be old enough. Because you know these new young boys are very, very bold. And I've had some 21-year-olds come at me stronger than a grown-ass man would. And it's quite um, exhilarating. That's the word, exhilarating. And so let's just say that situation. What do you do in that circumstance? What do you do in that circumstance? You want me to answer you honestly? Yep. What would you do? What would I- <sighs> I'm going to ask them how old he is. Mm-hmm. And if he's under 28, I'm going to say, listen, little nigga. <laughs> Go on. Nobody, nobody judge me after this shit either. I'm going to say, listen, little nigga. You can fuck me and spend a couple dollars on me. <laughs> but don't be posting me on your Instagram and tweeting about me and shit. Because <laughs> I'm somebody. Girl, I am somebody. No, I'm just kidding. And I don't need that kind of heat. You understand me? Mm. But, um, yeah. That's my response. So then what China's doing is what we all would do in secret. She's just doing it for the world. <laughs> That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> I'll drink a glass of some of my water to that. <laughs> and all she had to do was tell that nigga, don't be fucking... Trying to go out with me in public and shit. I can't be getting caught by TMZ with your little ass. <laughs> and um, <laughs> like, listen, I need you to use the manager. And I'm I ain't fully tonight. finished fucking with Rob like that. No. Girl, <laughs> man, we are so raw. <laughs> Sorry, Black China. I don't even know. I'm just joking, Black China. I'm just playing, baby. I'm just saying. I ain't saying you wrong. I'm saying you just shouldn't have did that shit on open like that right there. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> I feel you, girl. But that's my bitch. I feel you. Even though her booty look like she's an ant now, you need to go in and get that fixed, Man. baby. And I saw your video. Ooh. And it's not looking great anymore like it was when you had your clothes on. Mm. So, um, but I love you, girl. And um. I ghostwrite. Let me know. <laughs> yeah, yes. Music. I love music. Yes. I want to 
gonna, yes. I heard she's working on music, you know what I mean? And you know what? And before we even break into our guest, I just have one more question. <laughs> Outrageous question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let her rip. Is it me? Or is every artist coming out now previously a stripper? No, not Are all strippers aspiring to be rap stars these days? Or is it just fucking question me? Question that theory myself. I said, I think it's a prerequisite now because... You know, they would okay. they would you have down some of the um artists who had already built solid fan bases, but they were having to compete with the sexual imagery. And so that's why Beyonce's always in like a bathing suit or bikini. And then like every yeah. other artist that comes out is half naked too. So I think it's like a prerequisite. Yeah, and like every third one was on Love and Hip Hop and was a stripper. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna have another question. For love and hip hop, is you looking in strip clubs for your cast all the time? I just well, they 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 learn probability. Every one in three will be successful. They tried with Jocelyn. <laughs> they tried with fucking the the first Spanish girl, Samara from Love and Hip Hop New York. And yeah, Samara. Her, they tried with. She ended up with a good girlfriend out of it. I, I know guess. that's what I'm saying. They tried a few times, and then they finally got Cardi B. One in three, boom, you're gonna get one. Yeah. So I, I'm sure that uh. There's some little stars. They got Amara La, La Negra. She's a Latin singer. Yeah, I like Me too, her. No, I like her too. I'm just saying, like, I think loving hip hop is birthing some stars, but Amara La Negra always got her titties out and her booty. That all that beautiful thickness is just out for the world to see. And I just think that these ladies need to. They could afford to cover it up just a tad. Yeah, they could afford to cover it up just a tad, but don't nobody want to see their asses well, covered up. I understand. <laughs> Shit. I hope the music industry is going in. I know, I know it is. There's a lot of. Great- I hope it gets back to what it used to be, music. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I've and... a lot of indie artists, so I I know that music is is real. It's just the mainstream media doesn't, you know, give an opportunity. That's why I'm I love what we do. We give, you know, all kinds of people an opportunity to share their gifts with the world, and it's. Yeah, that we actually think would offer value and not just take up your attention, entertain you, but leave you just feeling dumb. <laughs> yeah, because I listen to some things, and I'm like, but this can't get any. Of course, this can't get any airplay. Somebody might listen to this shit and share mm-hmm. it, and it might break positivity through the fucking exactly. <laughs> So they wouldn't play that. That's why indie artists never really get that much love. Because their message is so strong. And they're using their platform for them. Mm-hmm. And it's so fucked up that the way the world is today, mm-hmm. we can't even support them with that. You know, I say, if we all stood together to make the change... Mm-hmm. When you sometimes you're in a position where you have no choice but to be positive, mm-hmm. we've all been in those environments where it doesn't even make sense to be negative. And if you had everybody in that setting, I think things would go good. Put them in a position where they don't have a choice but to sit the fuck down mm-hmm. and be fucking cool, okay? Chill yeah. no. <laughs> out. Yeah. All right, so now, folks, we are going to bring in our artist. Yes. Shall we play his song first, or should we introduce him and then play it? 
let's introduce him and then we'll let people hear him and who he is and we'll play the track. For sure, for sure. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we want to welcome the original Silas to the Outrageous Thoughts and Questions show today. He's a rapper, artist, poet, producer, and as of late, fashion clothing designer. Ladies and gentlemen, you can find him at www.2stylis.com. Stylus, welcome to the show. Hey. What's going on? (laughs) Shout out to Outrageous. Shout out to Sin. She is New Day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate this moment. I appreciate you being here. So, so I hear you ladies talking about some raunchy stuff in the background, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> what, sex dolls don't appeal to you? You don't care about Cardi B being pregnant? No. <laughs> I don't like hey. to write. Hey. <laughs> I hear that. Speaking of lives to write. Silas, tell us about what you've been doing lately. Well, lately I've been working on my newest creation, Gamma, as far as music goes. Uh, I'm really digging in deep, and it's uh, it's pretty much like this. Just that new chapter, you know, every, every album to me is shedding a new skin. And it's mm-hmm. an autobiography story. And... I'm just at that point in life where it's not really about practicing music, although, you know, the craft has always been personal and passionate for me. At this point, it's like, okay, I just need, I just need to calm down, slow down. And I'm at a point and this album has just that because I took very good time and put a lot of detail into not only the message, but the production as well. Mm. Nice. So, uh, what's your, you do a lot of music. Yeah. Um, so, what's your favorite genre that you do? Well, the root of all my music is hip hop. Uh, I'm from mm. a musical family. Uh, I wouldn't mm-hmm. say that. I'm privileged, but I would say music is a privilege. And I've learned okay. my family history out of Belize. Uh, they they sparked the Belize revolution because they, they came with a different musicality and musicianship wow. uh, through jazz and reggae. Wow. Okay, nice. So, so that all like just reflects upon what I was able to learn uh, doing music with my family and just living life and jazz is definitely a progression and a progressive state in my life as well as reflecting in my music okay so with that being said let's get into one of stylus's tracks would you like me to cue it up or do you got it i have it here you cue it up. All right, so this is playlist off of Stylus's mixtape Appreciation Day, and you can find that on his website, twostylus.com. This is Playlist by Stylus. I feel like I'm lifting off my skin in rage.
Anybody's playlist right about I'm now? My life's Now, <laughs> did you produce that too? Yes, yes. And uh, the the featured musician, as far as the car, the guitar is concerned, is is my brother. My brother. He, he's uh, classically uh, trained and trained in jazz, mm-hmm. as well as scoring. Wow. And you know, mm. he knows. It's crazy because in my family, we all hold our own you know, in life and with our craft and we hold ourselves accountable, mm. like accountable with the music. So, you know, he was available. He, he, he came into the studio when I recorded it, engineered it and stuff and put it in uh, the music. And it was just, it was beautiful. It's awesome to be able to create with your own family. Yeah. As well as. Mm. I love that. I love that. I love that. I, I what inspired playlist well at the time I wasn't sleeping a lot and mm-hmm. I was just in a in a lullaby state so when I made the track on the spot I was just thinking to myself like I like how badly like I wanted that experience of sleep because at that time, to me, it's like sleep is such a spiritual thing. And as much as they say, mm-hmm. you know, for lack of a better term, sleep is for suckers. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what could get a man to sleep? <laughs> right. <laughs> I got you. So the inspiration behind it, I love it. get a man to sleep? And, and what better than a woman? Especially when you're in a state of uh not a state but more so a journey you know uh mm-hmm. for love uh for a deep love a love that can make you feel like gravity is holding you down and you're not floating away because when you float away you you lose sight of the picture mm. okay and and the well. woman is symbolic of that Nice. Gravity just to hold a man down and keep him balanced and and yeah. And that's expressed in the lyrics. Yeah. I hear that. Yeah. I, I so I just had to ask what inspired it because I write, you know yeah. I write. And a lot of my writing starts out as poetry. Yes. And more times it starts out as stories. 
sometimes I'm just singing stories and they don't really, you know, they all come from something. They all come from a feeling or an emotion that I'm having or something that I saw that day. I can see people in passing and catch a little bit of energy off of them and that inspires music for me. So the song is just deep. So I just I I wanted to know what inspired it. Thank you, and and at the same time, you know, it's like I I, we were all brought into this world. We don't really know what we're who we're gonna be or what we're gonna become. We can only go with the flow and the motion of our heart. Yeah, you know, so like all of that just it speaks volumes. And at the time, excuse me, (laughs) at the time we're doing the song. I was like, I was, like I said, up at night a lot. And I was gazing at the stars because I wonder beyond the stars. And, you know, speaking to God, speaking to the heavens, really trying to ask for that, that guidance, because I feel like, mm-hmm. like I, I grew up in a single parent household, you know, uh, in Crenshaw District. So at the time, you know, around the, the 90s and the whole gangster era and all the confrontation in the hood with the beefs and the gangs, it it did a lot to me, kid. Mm. You know what I mean? So growing up, I'm like, I'm like, I was always thinking outside of the box. I'm an artist. Yeah. I was drawing more before I uh, picked up creative writing, but I- God gave me yeah. creative writing at a time where I was going to need it uh, to honestly keep me alive. Mm. Right. Because um, I listen to your SoundCloud and um, I like a few things on there, but what, what I find in a lot of your music is a lot of humility, a lot of, uh, you're very humble. Mm. And I remember, you know, first meeting you and I was asking you about your significant other and how you guys met and you referred to, you know, you guys relationship, you know, how you told her you wanted to move forward was just for her to walk with you. That was just so cool to me. Um, That was just so cool to me. So it made me feel like you were ready to take on everything with that person, you know, spiritually, mentally, physically emotionally and you you just wanted them to be able to do the same thing with you so the term that you use i just wanted to walk with me yeah just had me like okay he's deep <laughs> <laughs> i know his car even his clothing line is deep he was like yo my clothing line we finally printed i'm gonna send y'all some shirts it's called cartoon matrix i'm like ooh, cartoon matrix yeah, let's yeah, yeah let's get let's talk about the clothing line he's we so didn't even talk about the clothing line yeah. Well, all right. I could start it like this. In elementary, I I was spot inspired uh, about in the first grade. Uh, it was a Batman folder, but I had a collection of folders, and I was always, you know, doodling around. But I really, for some reason, I didn't have much. I had video games, you know, but something was calling me. So I began creating and, and, and drawing, and, and that, that folder spawned to me uh, continuing my craft. And while I was in elementary, um, they acknowledged me in a submission where I submitted a cover art. So uh, I, I drew a cornucopia 
for a harvest piece. Uh, and I got the actual uh, cover art with my name next to the principles. And it was a big deal. Later after, you know, and while I was uh, transitioning from elementary to junior high, the school, uh, Bertley V. Bright Elementary School, they actually, I, they gave me an audition. They gave me an audition for Cal State Los Angeles. And the audition was to be identified in fine arts. And I went through that nice. process. I, I got a four-year scholarship to Cal State Los wow. Angeles. And from there on, like the third year, I kind of like decided to to uh, stop my journey there because I was more so in love with cartoons. And I went through all types of art training. And uh, at that part, I was already going into high school. So when I got into high school, you know, I hit I hit, you know, that whole adolescent stage of really identifying who I am become a man mm. and that's when I began creating my own cartoons from scratch rather than constantly drawing other people's stuff mm. so cartoon I wanted to see a new reality that's yeah cool. so cartoon matrix comes that's from cool. that you see how deep <laughs> this guy is clothing line cartoon matrix got me and that makes you want to put it on you, you ever see, I, 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 I wear a lot of things, logos and things from brands. I like the way they look, but I wear them because it symbolizes that I'm supporting their movement. And I, I want somebody to support mine. I want to see everybody in an outrageous t-shirt. Yes. Because I want to see everybody in a team outrageous t-shirt. I want to see everybody screaming petty politics. I want to hear that. I want, you know, people to quote me because I want to use this platform to change a lot. Yeah. And when people don't have anything in them besides that one mm -hmm. thing, because they're not that deep, yeah. they can't see past what's right in front of them. They can only see, there's no gray area. It's only black mm -hmm. or white. And, you know... You you don't want to. I don't want to wear that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to support that. But I would. I want to put on your blood, sweat, and tears. I will pay twenty dollars, mm -hmm. fifty dollars for your T-shirt because I know where it comes from. I know you you believe in that. You're working hard yeah. for that. Every day when you wake up, you eat, sleep, and breathe that. Yeah. And I will put that on. I appreciate that. That's what's up. Well, we've enjoyed having you, Stylist. Uh, we look Thank forward you for to your new me. album, Gamma, coming out in October. Yes, everybody, download Gamma. Go to SoundCloud. Listen to his music. Yes, yes. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Might make a mistake and change your life. <laughs> <laughs> One day at a time. Love it, love it. Well, thanks, Stylist. You're always welcome anytime. And enjoy the rest of your weekend. And, um, yeah, show showstylist2stylist.com, guys. Show him some love. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was He's lovely. Awesome. He's real cool. Cat. He is I great. Like it, I like it. So, are we going into your favorite segment? Yes, we are. We're going into things that bother me. <laughs> and tonight, what bothers me are inconsiderate fucking <laughs> neighbors. 
girl, you are like, are you in my business? Why are you in my I just want to say to you neighbors, you inconsiderate son of a bitches. When you sign a lease and a rental agreement, you fucking follow the rules in it. Because nine times out of ten, your neighbors move there for those fucking reasons. So when they're pissed off with you for breaking those rules, they're pissed off and it is valid. It is valid. So now I'm pissed off because I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't even like cigarettes. I have a man I don't even allow to smoke cigarettes in his home. So why did I sign a lease? That said, there was no smoking in my building. In or around my building. But they move in some neighbors. Yes, they move in some neighbors. And they smoke. Yes, they do. And they live on the first floor. I live on the third. What the smoke do? It rises, folks. So where's the smoke, ladies and gentlemen? Where is the smoke? It is in my home. And these inconsiderate bitches. I was nice. I went so far as to go in and knocking on the door, telling the bitch I couldn't breathe and bringing her into my home and allowing her to smell the smoke that was rising into my place of residence. Yay. Do you think the bitch quit? <laughs> Girl, but at least you don't have some barking-ass dogs that continuously bark from the moment that their owner leaves their apartment until the fucking time she comes home and this woman is so not cool because she's so inconsiderate her dogs attacked me i had to call the popo i hate the popo she's turned me into this telling oh person and i don't even feel right about dogs so- listen you are better than me because where does she walk her dog she doesn't she just takes them off the leash lets them roam and poop on the grass then oh so she lets them roam around the-, the grass where you accidentally drop a hot dog with a decon <laughs> in it. No, you don't no, do that. that the you don't do that. that. Their owner is out of control. <laughs> and so he's no, just so inconsiderate. And like we've been having this battle for quite some time. And honestly, I just think that it's time for me to buy a house. I'm like, because not everybody has the same mentality of, you know, these are close quarters. The walls are so yeah. trying to be considerate to one another to the best of our ability. No. Yeah, and you know what? I've been, I know that at times to someone I've been a shitty Mm -hmm. neighbor. And I can agree that I've said fucked up things like that. Like, bitch, if you didn't want to hear noise, you should have bought a house. (laughs) You know, uh, (laughs) to my neighbors because my kids is running around Mm -hmm. and shit. (laughs) But (laughs) it is inconsiderate to not, you know, pay attention to the fact that there might be somebody you know, underneath you or next door to you that don't want to hear the shit that you're saying or doing, let alone your fucking animals. Exactly. Bitches, put your fucking dog's poop in the bag. Oh, she does bitch. put it in the bag and then she drops the bag right on the lawn. And I'm keep thinking to myself, who the fuck's supposed to come pick this up? Who's supposed to pick this up? Because these uh, bags are just piling up all over the lawn. And we do not live in oh the hood. We live in a condo society that's beautiful. And they do well manage it. And so we don't want neighbors who are not considerate. Oh, this Get is bad. Here. 
I would like write a note and leave it. Oh, on I have top Eric ordered her to management. Like I said, she's turned me into this tattletale. So I really hate inconsiderate neighbors. And my solution is going to be to transition into a home, my next purchase. But I'm just kind of like, if you're yeah, going to be well, a neighbor, you try to be cool and considerate, you know? Yeah. Lucky for you, you don't get snow and, you know, where you live because I do. <laughs> and I also have had a neighbor throw snow onto my shoveled out oh, car no. because they were upset that they were not shoveled oh, out. No, see, that's how do people. Yes. And when I said, I wrote a note, I put a note on that car. Like, I understand that you have no respect for neighbors mm-hmm. or consideration for mm-hmm. others, but please don't throw snow in my vehicle yep. because I will bury your car in the mm-hmm. snow because I'm petty. <laughs> Oh gosh. Oh man. All right, folks. It's been good question. You have to give let them know your perspective on the angel. Okay. So yes. Oh yeah. I almost forgot and closed my show without answering my outrageous question. So the answer to that question from me, okay, what's to know my opinion and answer to that question is a little late. Oh, yes. The question is, are men that like anal sex questionable? Is their sexuality questionable? In other words, are they gay? And I'm going to go with yes. <laughs> and why would you say I'm going to go. I'm going why? with yes. Because an ass mm. is an ass. And if you like sticking your dick in my ass, <laughs> What would you do in a situation where there was nothing else there but an Ooh. ass? Anyone's Whoa. ass. I mean, the same thing is in my ass as there is in the man's ass, yeah. isn't there? Well, I mean, I've looked at well, a diagram, man, and we don't have I anything heard that different. The man's G spot is in his butt, and so sometimes if a man wants to you to stick your finger up his butt, is because he he's trying to have some stimulation. But I don't know what kind of feeling. It's- but how did he find that? How did he find it? That somebody playing with his butt. You know, figure that out. But where I'm questioning is, is like, there's nothing that says that a man is gonna take extra pleasure having sex in a booty hole. Why not just have sex in the vagina only? Yeah, I mean, it actually is what it's there for. But hey, guys, let us know your. I think that a man who likes his booty hole. touched or a man that likes to have anal sex or always wants to have anal sex I think that there is something there I don't know if I want to call it homosexuality something if there. he wants to touch his to be touched but his fascination to stick his dick in an ass period that would me. bother me as well that's what I'm saying I think there's something there I don't know if I would call it homosexuality especially if he's only doing it to women um, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't believe he would only do it to women yeah, again you got there's a whole bunch of men out here. Throw a wig on them and bend them over. It's an ass. Looks just like mine. <laughs> she said, looks just like mine. I think it's dangerous, though, um, in terms of anal sex as a whole. I used to watch these little scientific um, documentaries on Nat Geo, and I remember watching one on sex and anal sex specifically, and they were talking about how when you have anal sex, there's always blood um, emitted from the rectum. You know what I mean? Because it's it's stretching the hole beyond what it needs to be. And even if you use lubrication, uh, 
Like, that's your booty hole. There's a lot of stuff going on in there. So it's one of those places where you... Really shouldn't be sticking it in. You know what I mean? Or putting any kind of secretions because it's going to make, it has a potential to mix with your bloodstream. So it's, it's, it's something that, you know, and I'm not trying to be that you nasty motherfucker should think about. And whatever she's not trying to be, I am trying to be. You know, in the past, (laughs) I've engaged in it. And I think I did it because I wanted to turn my partner on because I fell into the hype of, ooh, men like this and, you know, do something different and freaky, but it was really an unhealthy practice and not very pleasurable, you know, always. It's something you had to, you know, it just was not a preference of mine. And so I would always question a man's sexuality. I would too. I'd be like, man, why does, why does he want to do this all the time? Like, yeah, that's like, what do you get out of it that you need to do it? And you like it a lot. Other than deteriorating my booty hole. And probably giving me some kind of weird ass disease that they never even heard of. I hope not. Because I guess don't do it more than a few times. I, um, I don't know, but I'm curious to know what the people are gonna I, think. So y'all make sure you, you reach out to outrageous <laughs> key on Twitter um and let us know, you know, because we'll be engaging you know, with you guys. So let us know what you think, you know, and weigh in on it. Because it's a good perspective to have. I'm curious. I'm curious, Sex has evolved too. so much. It just, whatever happened, just plain old, just let's do it. <laughs> you know, let's make yeah. it just doing it regular. <laughs> right, and this way. Because I don't really want to move. You get Girl, on top. Oh, you're bad. Why are you telling the piece of this for? <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm oh, sorry. God. <laughs> well, tonight has been amazing. Yes, it has. Thank you for listening, everybody. Yes, be sure to join us every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and that's 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. Central Time. And you're listening to Outrageous Thoughts and Questions. You can visit us online at outrageousthoughtsandquestions.com. And like I said, you'll be able to tune into everything, social media, by checking us out. Sign up for the website. I'm sorry, sign up for the mailing list so that you never miss a podcast. We'll send that out to you. And if you like what you heard, share it. You know, Outrageous Thoughts and Questions with your host, Outrageous P, and your co-host, Sin, a.k.a. She is New Day. All right, everyone. Have a great night. All right. Have a great night. Good night.